This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I feel like this episode is maybe a little bit more niche than normal. And just so you know, there's going to be like more than one episode in the weeks coming up. So you'll have lots to listen to. And this episode is really for anyone who has I would say as early as tweens, because I think this is really helpful to start thinking about from our own perspective early on, maybe not talking about with your kids, but surely anyone in high school. And I've asked two people to come on at the same time, which is so fun. So you're going to meet Dr. Crystal Gifford and Summer Joy. They're both going to come on because they have just created this amazing thing, which is an alternative to college. And so everything we're talking about is just about what we could be thinking about, not that you need to go do this alternative to college. But this kind of thinking is something I was doing on my own for the past four years and served me and I think my kids so well. And I will say that my oldest went to a very traditional college route and my second, we're still seeing what's happening. But so far, she decided to graduate high school in three years and go travel Asia on a really cool program. So I'm really open to how things can be different, especially the order. And personally, I explain all the time that my first try at college was what I think was the most expensive party I've ever been to and the most expensive four best friends who I would never trade in for anything that I ever paid for. (laughs) But like, I didn't get much out of the school part on my first try. And I ended up leaving what was a very prestigious college. I went to Georgetown after a year and a half because it just wasn't my fit. And it took me hitting a pretty rock bottom time to figure that out. And I went and I worked and I, you know, moved home and really took care of myself and my soul in the way that I needed to. And I ended up at art school, which was such a good fit. So I love my journey. I love every part of it because every piece I got what I needed. And it also informed how I started thinking about this earlier, how I was not attached to everything being really standard as I raised my kids. So I just wanted to give that little background. The other thing that I want to say is I've been entrenched in the past few years in trying to be really inclusive of everyone. And I do want to acknowledge that I think it's a privilege to 
be thinking this way, unfortunately, because I had many conversations where people are like, I don't have that choice. I don't have the choice not to go to college. Like people need me to have gone to college. And I think that happens a lot with first-generation college. It happens a lot with, unfortunately, institutional racism. And so I just want to say that, like, I just want to acknowledge that we are three white women having this conversation. So I think that's really, really important. And I hope that we really reinvent this in the future because it's a slog right now and it's a big burden to our kids. So in this episode, I'm going to weave in a lot of my story. So I'll tell you a lot of what I was thinking as I was helping my kids make their choices and some of the work that I was doing early on to not project my wishes and desires on them and really help them to find their way. I think I share on the podcast that I was so just enamored. I don't think enamored is the right word. I was so just touched, I think, by the process of my son applying to college, the essay writing part, because by the end of it, I was just like, whatever he does or doesn't do, whoever says yes or doesn't say yes, like he has gone through this meaningful process of understanding who he is. And so that was a piece of what I have been trying to do and will continue doing along the way is just when my kids do decide to be part of the whole system, you know, how can we make each step as meaningful as possible? So we're going to get Dr. Crystal and Summer on in one second, but talking about meaning, I want to just say you've got to come to make December matter this year, all right? Making time for even all the things we're going to talk about in this episode, especially if you've got kids who are actually in this process right now. But just like the part where you're really understanding who you are and how you operate and what you believe in and how you reflect that back to the people in your households, we're thinking about all of that at Make December Matter. We're making a plan for what's happening very tangibly and practically, like what you want to eat, <laughs> at which holiday, what you want to eat between, things you want to do, but coming from a place of deep understanding and appreciation for who you are, who you want to become, and not sacrificing that because the year is coming to an end or there's traditions you've had for decades and generations. We're really going to look at all of that, and you're going to leave with this plan that just feels hopefully different than ever before. And I've been doing this myself for over 10 years. I've been leading this. I think this is our fifth year. And every year I feel I get feedback of like how important it is to keep coming back to this process because we've become somebody different over the course of a year. And it's really nice to acknowledge that as we're ending the year and show up as we're ending the year in the way as the person who we've become. So I would love you to save the date of November 17th. It's going to be from 12 p.m. Eastern time to 4.30 Eastern time. Make sure that you get our emails so that you can sign up and grab your free ticket and really make the time to come. It is live and free for those who are live. And then there's a way to also listen to the replay for a limited time. We don't keep it up because we don't want to create another burden. We just want you to make a plan before American Thanksgiving 
so that you feel really solid about how you're going to end your year, who you're going to be in that time, what you're going to create, how you're going to rest, all the things, and just move forward into that. And we'll show you how to do that too. All right. That is what I've got to say. So with no further ado, let's get our amazing two guests on the show. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to have two guests here today. Two is better than one. (laughs) Thanks, Mia. We appreciate you having us. Such a pleasure to be here. Yes, likewise. Thank you. Okay. So I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little calling out while we're talking so that like, it's clear to everyone listening who's talking, but will you each introduce yourself just so we know who you are? And the way that I love asking women to introduce themselves on the podcast is what are you balancing? Like, you know, tell us your name, but also like, what are you balancing in terms of work and parenting and home and all the different things? I love that question, Mia. So my name is Dr. Crystal Gifford. And I am balancing a new launch of our school, our college alternative school and life of travel and moving around the world and navigating family. So balancing a lot of things right now, but I would say most primarily is the launch of our new business. So good. And my name is Summer Joy and boy, the balancing act. So I feel like this particular project of co-founding College Reimagined pulled me out of retirement. So I am like back in the entrepreneurial game, full on, full court press there. I also still work as a business facilitator and strategist. So I've got that piece and I've got two beautiful children who are, you know, just about launched in their lives, but one's 21 and one's 17. So we're kind of, you know, in that transition, right? And from being like full on parent to more guide on the side components. So all those pieces. And then for love, commute between Colorado and Norway. So that puts a lot of logistical challenges of balance into my world. So many things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So many things. It's so funny as you're saying that, because I'm like, One of the things that really caught me by surprise, and I have been coaching women who have gone into empty nest moment for years. And I'm always like, just call it open. Like, I just have all these like things that I say about it. And now we have one home and two gone. And I'm like, okay, this is not what I thought it would be like. And it's kind of funny because it's kind of what we do is like helping women to figure out what it is that they're doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm really needing to walk my talk at the next level right now because my husband and I looked at each other one day and we're like, we have never watched this many TV shows in like our whole life. (laughs) But it's so quiet around here. It's been so busy for so many years. And I'm like, what is happening as we launch these kids into the world? Yeah. So you two are super passionate about giving kids an alternative to college. So I'm like, I'm trying to think of like where to even start, but can we just start with like, just calling out some of the problems. I think maybe those are actually like statistical things, but just some of even maybe the problems that we ourselves are dealing with and struggling with as we launch our kids into college. So really what you're responding to, and then maybe we'll, you know, we'll keep going from there. We'll keep following the breadcrumb from there. Absolutely. So I'll begin. I'm Dr. Crystal. And I, Mia, for me, it's been a long, long journey of, I had 22 years in the classroom, in the college classroom before I retired. And every single beginning of term, I would ask students in the classroom and about 200 per term, I would say, why are you here? 
And it would inevitably be my mom said I should come. My sister did it. I thought I would try that. And it was all these reasons, but maybe one out of 200 in a term would say, I'm here because I want these things in my life and have a clear plan. One out of 200. And so this happened for over 20 years. And so I recognized that half of those students who had no reason of their own didn't come back for sophomore year. So I've been observing this for a really long time. And then Summer will probably share with you, she really has a lock-in on this article that came up recently. It's perfect timing, and we've certainly been responding to this from the Wall Street Journal. Summer, would you like to share that piece? Yeah, there's just some new data that's come out. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal and then a podcast recently on The Daily just talking about the current statistics that 50% of American families are actually not wanting their kids to go to college. Like that system has become really challenging. There's just a lot of ways in which that's not necessarily the traditional gold standard for launching your life. And the alternative that the man on the daily was talking about was perhaps some certificate programs, which is awesome. You know, if you're kind of looking for like maybe coding kind of thing or trade, which again, fantastic. He was pointing to perhaps there aren't tons of trade options available. And so what are we going to do instead? And you know what Dr. Crystal and I really feel passionately about is that third option, like what we can do instead for our young people and starting out with them having an opportunity to like look in and see what it is that they really love, like that sellable, transferable skill that's going to help them have a life that's full of satisfaction. Yeah. And, you know, she talked about the college classroom coming from there. And for me, I've been working the last, you know, 12 plus years with entrepreneurs who are in their maybe, you know, 40s to 60s, having that kind of midlife, like I didn't really love all the things I was doing and I want to do something differently. And what's so interesting is that the core values that my clientele has are very similar to the Gen Z values. And so it's poignant to me that this is a moment in which we could help these young people kind of cut the line and maybe not have to work until they're 40 to figure that out and help them to do that sooner than later, just going into their inspiration. I love that so much. I just think it's so important. It's interesting because I have, you know, two out in the world and they're each having unique experiences. And I also acknowledge that I definitely live in a bubble because we live in New England and it's actually really hard sometimes to move away from New England because it is somewhat of an educational bubble, but it, there's like this pressure that comes with that and it doesn't always make sense. So, you know, my oldest got really lucky because he found a great place that is constantly pulling these things out of him and like asking him to diversify and really find what he wants. And he got an amazing, he applied for all the monies and got an amazing, like, so he doesn't inherit that, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point in this episode. But my other one, like the education system really started defeating her in high school. Mm -hmm. And so she really quick, like she figured out she's so smart. She has like, she had the highest grade point average in the school or something ridiculous like that. And she figured out how to leave in three years. And so now she's in Thailand. And so it's funny because like on paper, you know, in the traditional sense, she's like the one everybody would want at their college because she's, but I think she's going to see the world and I don't know what's, you know, I'm just open to what's like, whatever's happening. And what's so funny is that I'm like dyslexic and such an entrepreneur by nature that college was like not the right move for me, but it was like part of my lineage. <laughs> like it was yeah. part of what was going to happen. Yeah. 
So as a mother, I was always like, nobody has to go to college. Like you guys, come on, like so many interesting things. And then I got these very traditional education wise kids, which is, you know, we'll see what the third one's like, but it's so funny. Like it's such an adventure. Yeah. Because your children had you as a model and know that there's another option. And so finding that structure to go to college often is even easier when you have someone who's supporting you, regardless of what you choose, because then you can choose because it's yours. And you mentioned some of the problems and that's, you know, many of the students in the world just don't have the model of like, what do I do instead? And if they do, and it's their parents, unfortunately, they're at an age where just by evolution and natural order, they're pulling away from their parents. So even if you're a perfect model, sometimes it just can't be you. Yes, 100%. Well, which is so interesting because what I've noticed is that like my kids have it so ingrained in them. I think that, you know, there's so many different options and opportunities and you end up in these institutions and it's like, wait, how did you start believing that in like a week? Because it's like baked into it. Like the recruiters come at a certain time and you need an internship and you need this and you need this and you need this kind of resume. And I'm like, where did that like, how did that get baked into your brain in seven days? Like it doesn't even like it was so fast. So then it's like this like constant undoing of like, wait, no, it doesn't work like that. What are you talking about? You don't need to do an internship every summer to get the job at the end. Like that is a very like that's one out of like a million paths and not necessarily the right one. Like that makes no sense. So anyway, yes, I'm definitely like seeing all the parts of it. And that was actually one of the reasons cited for the shift into 50% of Americans not wanting to send their kids to college was actually indoctrination that you're talking about and not being in alignment with values. And so I just think, and we were on a call yesterday with a woman who was was working with us in in an effort to kind of get more pinpointed with our messaging because this is a new project. And so we're a work in progress for sure. And she really wanted us to say like these these are the you know two or three paths that people could choose. And Dr. Crystal and I both were like, absolutely not. Like we are the antithesis of that. So, you know, you're going to come in, we're going to help you with financial literacy because that's Dr. Crystal as an economist and finance professor, you know, that's like her jam. So we're going to set all that in motion for our kids, our students, sorry, students. I just forgive me. Because we're their mothers. (laughs) But I work on that language to our students. And then also, like I said, help them figure out like what they love, what the world needs, what they can be paid for, what they're good at. That icky guy, if you've ever looked at that, you know, that Venn diagram and that sweet spot in the middle, and that becomes your sellable transferable skill. And then what they want to do with that becomes the playground. And so while they're with us, we're helping them to, you know, in entrepreneur speak, fail faster, go try some things, you know, have those bumpers, have those lane lines, and then have this incredible home base to support you, course correct, tweak, find mentors, find opportunities to, you know, to try things, to like hands-on try things. I know for, you know, my oldest, who's 21, when COVID hit, he missed out on a lot of that experiential stuff during his high school years, like his small engine repair class he didn't get to take and, you know, like these hands-on things. And so I think this is a really missed opportunity. And 
the beauty of all of these incredible entrepreneurs I've been serving for the last, you know, 12 years. And as we share this and talk to them, they're like, oh, we want to help, you know, like, how do we participate in this? And so there's this huge kind of infinity loop that's happening in terms of our students having opportunities to, you know, to plug in to really potent, incredible uh, mentorship and work study. So yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. And Summer has mentioned a lot of amazing things that we've seen. And what she hasn't done is bragged on herself because her experience with entrepreneurs, and we had an enrollment call last night, a student who has joined us, and it was so beautiful to watch Summer do her work. And in just the enrollment call, we've already made an impact in this young woman's life. And it was so fascinating because I realized in that moment that these students are coming with nothing different, nothing less than the 40, 50 year old entrepreneurs who are starting over. And so they're already positioned and Summer has this unique way of seeing a person and really pulling out of them the who they are and turning that into money, which is really exciting because that's one of our promises on our campus is that you will earn at least $6,000 as a student enrolled with us that you will put in place the pieces to do that and know how to earn money to support your life, to take yourself down whatever path you choose, which is if we're holding any position, you know, it's hard for marketing when we say we help you, where do you go? Because we don't have an endpoint. But when we know that we can get you learning to get paid right away, then you can take care of that. And we can keep you on a path so that you can keep taking those steps and keep finding your way forward and pay your way and have freedom and gain autonomy and start to learn about managing and having a spending plan and mm -hmm. learn about financing. And so all of these elements of learning how to be in a life come forward by simply stepping into the space. Yeah, I love that. So you just said something that you don't have an ending. And before we press record, we were talking about launching. And I think that this is a really interesting thing to talk about because I think a lot of what college is, and then in my neighborhood, I feel like then there's grad school and then there's a PhD. Like I'm hearing this story all the time. And I feel like I know people even who are peers who are like perpetual students, just because yeah. I happen to live in this area of so many like colleges and my husband works at Harvard. So it's like all, all baked into the things. <laughs> and what I'm thinking is it's like, it almost feels because it feels safe. It feels safe to have this container. And it's almost like shields you from the very things that you're promising. Like it almost shields you from like needing to make money yet. But like, then we're like accumulating this debt when we're not quote unquote needing to make money. So it's like, it's this like weird story that we've somehow morphed that really doesn't make much sense. In the grand makes me think of Mia in this podcast, the daily podcast I was listening to. That was one of the pieces that in back in the day, kind of the one of the ways we justified college being the gold standard or like getting started in life, if you will, was that there was this idea of people who went to college, the statistic, people who went to college were going to earn about $900,000 more over their lifetime. And economists are now re-looking at how they're calculating that. And so it's now taking into that what you're saying is how much debt we're accumulating. And those numbers have gone 
off the charts. I mean, they're just bananas. And for a young person to have that, you know, albatross for years and years and years and years and years and years and years to come, that's stifling in so many ways and or a family to feel like they're needing to be responsible for that. So there's some challenge, you know, in that structure and that model. And Dr. Crystal and I have really been innovating from the front tuition model and a work study opportunity for our students to come out of this knowing how to earn that money. And what I like to say is like create their own economy. So you're not relying on anyone else for you to be able to earn income in the world. Now you may want to do that in all kinds of different ways. And this is not just an entrepreneur training school because many people will want a career or they might have a particular kind of, you know, college credentialing that they need in some way. And so all that's open, which yeah, from a marketing standpoint is tricky, but we're just snowflakes, you know, you need, if you want to be a doctor, you'd still have to figure out how to get to medical school at some point. Right. But you might decide, you know, you might actually decide you want to be a doctor after this inquiry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good point, Mia. We are not anti-college. In fact, I spent my career in university as a professor. It's just that we are, we understand that not anything at all, anywhere in the world can last forever. And the institutions and why college was started and the fact that it began in the industrial revolution when the whole idea was to learn how to get in line and to learn how to do what you're told and to not question things, but to, you know, have enough thinking to solve problems, but not enough to want to get out of the box. And that was all it worked for that time. It just doesn't work anymore. And so being in that classroom, one of the reasons that led me to my retirement from the classroom was I can't, after the COVID thing, it was kind of, I was, my handcuffs were locked and the curriculum was no longer my own. And I could no longer bring in the, well, how does that, what does that mean for your economy? When I'm teaching economics, it used to be, well, what does this mean for your economy? Forget what it does to the U.S. economy. What does it do to your economy? And I couldn't do those things anymore inside of that because everything's recorded. You're not supposed to go off script. And there are just a lot of things that changed inside the institution. Oh, That made it very difficult to have that freedom and autonomy. Freedom is my number one value. And so when I'm working with students, if I care about anything for them, it is that autonomy that they are powerful and free to make their own choices. So the institutions have just changed and they still serve. So we're not anti-college. We're just anti-college being the only option. Yeah. (laughs) So can we go back to that word launch though again? Yes. Thank you. Like So this idea of launching, like it's a little bit different than what we're thinking about when we're thinking about applying to college. And it's funny because when my oldest, Felix, applied to college, I told everyone about the experience because, I mean, maybe he's lucky to have a coach who's a mother. I don't know. I'm going to actually like toot my horn a little bit now. Like I get to take like a, a little bit of whatever is his mother. But for whatever reason, because we didn't have the pressure, because we hooked him up with coaches the process of writing his essays was like, I was like, I don't even care if he goes to college. Like he just like figured out who he is in this six month process of writing these essays. So like whatever happens from now is like gravy. But as I was having a lot of conversations with different people around that time, I was like, oh, this isn't the typical story. Like some parents never read the essays. Like some kids shut their parents out at this point. You know, schools aren't working necessarily with parents on this. So the topic is not launching. 
the topic is how do we get this kid into college? And so let's talk a little bit about what that means. Like, what is this idea of launching our kids? Because yeah. it, I think it's just as much to do with us as it is to them, which yeah. is where this whole idea that this is a family yeah. choice comes in. I love that, Mia. Thank you for the nuance, what you're picking up here. And in fact, our core curriculum is called Life Launch Core. So it really is what this is about. Its essence is that path to launch. And, you know, when you asked that question in the very beginning about like, what are you balancing? And I was sharing a little bit like my balancing act right now is actually who I am as a mother in this launch phase of my children. Yes. Because my role is so different. And I remember when they were a little bit older and they were starting to kind of go out into the neighborhood on their own. And I remember having this visual of like the leash was getting longer. You know, it was just like that expandable. And now it's like, you know, obviously there's no leash whatsoever. It's just like, they are really, you know, doing their lives. And how are we doing our relationship in that phase? And boy, is that my work right now? So I am like in the soup of that. <laughs> you know what I've done? Me actually, too. <laughs> is I have just reached out to a friend of mine who does incredible work with human design and she is helping me look at mine and my children's design so that I can be more potent. I just did that. It's yeah. so, I recommend everyone listening do that. If you've never heard of human design, go Google it and go do all yourself. You have a spouse or a partner and all your kids. Yeah. Agreed. So it's helping me find like, what are my potent questions at this phase to really help support them that will land for who they are and how they run their energy, which is what the human design, you know, shares with you. So that's kind of my hack at the moment, balancing this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. And the, I think it's so important. It's funny. And by the way, everyone listening, I know Summer very well because she has helped me in the growth of this company. So that is how I know Summer. But what's super interesting, and I just totally lost my train of thought, oh, is that often, you know, I say that we help women who are balancing entrepreneurship and wanting to be in their, you know, their wellest selves in their bodies, yes. spirituality and motherhood. And for a long time, I had to like, I had to shift motherhood to caregiving and mm -hmm. I had to, or I dropped it to women. And, you know, since we've had podcast and I have more of a voice and I'm able to explain it better. But like, yeah. I feel more like it's important for me to understand the role of motherhood now than I did mm -hmm. when my kids were two, for sure. Yeah. Like it was a different struggle then. Like I was tired and you had to like chase after little humans, but it was like, it really had to do with, I think when they're little, it has to do more with like linear time, like, which is interesting that we're talking about college because to me, college sort of taps into that more linear way that we live. And I yeah. feel like this phase is more like quantum time, right? It's mm -hmm. more about mindset and soul. And like, we need a word for whatever it is that we're experiencing as mothers. So I keep using the word mother because it's the word I know, but it's yeah. different. And it takes energy and time and reflection and space. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's calling and, and it's forth like at really all. Yeah, really and really important. That whole college phase is it's like, this important thing is happening within us. And then like the kids are so busy at that time, yeah. right? Like, so it's like, there's not this natural pause to ask this question. How are we launching you? You know, like, it's like not built in at all to like yeah. what's happening. What's the game plan? And I don't know that this will happen this very first round. We'll have to look at capacity, but we definitely have a space carved out for helping hold the parents through this as well. Yes. 
So I love that you're bringing this up and that space will, you know, I think the door will be knocked and yeah, absolutely. you know, absolutely. we're ready. Yeah. So 100%. You know, and parenting is so interesting because when they're young, we're teaching them things we already know. Brush your teeth, put on clothes that match, make sure they're clean. Like we know these things and we're doing these things well for ourselves. Right. And then they become these little adult humans. And then it's like they want to have their own ideas and their own way of going. And they're in a different world than we were in. And now we're as mentors rather than parents stepping yeah. up saying, okay, I'm going to try the best I can to help you get over there where you say you want to go and to help you get clear on what the where is. And I don't know any of that. I don't know what that looks like. I didn't do it that way. Maybe we don't have that in our family. So it's a shift in the role from parenting Absolutely. to mentorship. And yeah. if you've done a good job or if we've been able to create this for ourselves, then our kids are calling us. They're saying, hey, what is this? What do I do? And we never get finished parenting, but we get to step outside of roles that we even know sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and we have to, right? Because that's how we give space for the actual launching. Otherwise, yes. we do what used to happen. Whereas if your dad was a doctor, you became a doctor. Your dad was a lawyer, you became, right? Like it's like we yes. just pass for these generations. So if we're going to switch that, they need the space to launch. Yeah. Absolutely. And everyone needs someone else. So we aren't, Summer and I are not the only mentors in our program because we don't know everything. And some of these students are going to be so far beyond us that we just can't. And so we are already reaching out in our network, lining people up. Hey, are you going to be willing to jump in when we have a student who needs you? And preparing people because one of our big pieces, number one is always stay plugged into the inspiration. But number two, find someone who's done what you want to do. Mm. And so that mentorship piece is critical when we get out past our own abilities. Will you go back to the first one? Tell me about plugging into the inspiration. Yes. So our biggest thing on campus is we found that rather than plugging into some linear college plan or some linear other plan, that if you plug into inspiration, what moves you? What gets you saying, oh, what is that? What gets you curious? What gets you taking action without even thinking or trying? Those are the things that are inspiring to you. And we've found already on our campus, just having students pass through and have conversations with us, that they're coming back with real inspiration. And look what I did now. And I'm considering this. And I didn't think about this, but what if I went this way with my plan? And so that plugging into the inspiration has become a key component on our campus and it's blessing us as well. We go and we find what we can plug into to be inspired, to step up, to get this message out in a bigger way. So, you know, as we mentioned human design, as human design projectors, we weren't created with this big energy motor to make us like, go tell the world. Yet here we are with a message so big that it needs to be in the world. You guys are both projectors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny. I'm just going to take that in for the rest. I just needed to like say that out loud and like take that in. That's hysterical. I love that. As is our it. operations manager. So yes. Oh my God. I so love it. So we're recruiting it. manifest generators. That's <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So you have referred to a couple times the plan. And since we're on the plan simple podcast, will you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what is the output? Like, what are you helping them plan? Like, will you just at a high level, tell us a little bit about that? 
Okay, so I'll go. So this is Crystal. So for me, this whole thing is about the launch, as you mentioned, Mia. And so astute of you to pick that piece up because that is, it's launching you into a life that you want to live. Not a life you're going to go have a midlife crisis from in 20 years or whatever, but something you really want that learns to build and grow from you. So Life Launch Core represents the core of who you are. We begin with the process of called paid to be me. Who am I and how do I get that skill, that thing that I have that the world wants and needs paid in the world so I can keep stepping forward? So a key component of that is, as we mentioned before, getting paid. Another is that self-discovery. The who am I? Trying things on, testing ideas, exploring ideas that maybe you've never heard of before and trying them on until something fits and choosing a sellable, transferable skill that can go with you. There's financial literacy, as Summer has alluded to. So being able to, once you get that money, make good choices with it and build a life that you want, not a life that, you know, you know they said to invest this, they said to invest that. No, let's invest in you. What does it look like to create a life path that's for you financially works? In other words, how do you pay for that lifestyle that you say you want? There's a tendency for students to not quite know what that number is. So they get really clear. What does an income look like for me that gives me the life that I want? What kind of money do I need to be able to get the kind of house and the kind of location that I say I want? Oh, I said I wanted to drive a Lamborghini. Well, but I want to be a teacher. How do I bridge the gap between a teacher salary and the Lamborghini that I say I want? For us, there is no no. It's simply, okay, how could we make that happen? Or what will it take from us? What can we do to set that up? So really setting a student up for the ability to move all the way through life with those core fundamental skills that allow them to pivot and grow. And if they discover they want to be a doctor, school isn't hard anymore because through that direct understanding of who they are. Oh, okay. This is what's in front of me. And I just do it because I know I want to be a doctor and getting really tapped into a vision that inspires. We also then work on tenacity because it's one of those things that in this instantaneous environment that this age group has had their entire life is a bit atrophied, quite frankly. And so very simple things like Picking up the phone and making a dentist appointment is like debilitating. It's a big deal. Yes. Right? So these are assignments on our campus. Like this is the stuff that you're being held through. How do I, you know, when I get something that comes back to me in a restaurant that isn't what I ordered, what do I do? How do I say that? What's the game plan? So it's like these tiny little things that seem kind of like "Mm, maybe not such a big deal, but are a really big deal. And so this whole thing around tenacity in small ways, and then also as you are forging, as you are launching your life, this is a fundamental skill set. We also are really committed to like sort of that brightest light, if you will, from like a social, emotional, spiritual, mental health kind of standpoint, like creating that inside of each individual's, you know, own locus of control is another component. And then we do teach entrepreneurship and those kind of basic skills, thinking about everybody in some way, like being your own brand. So even if you're not going to create your own business, how are you your own brand inside other business or, you know, corporate kind of environment so that you can get to the heights of what you're wanting to create in, you know, 
all ways. It's not just professional, but in all ways, your life partner, you know, lots of ripples. Thinking of what some of these kids put out on social media, it's like just that alone, we could be inspiring instead of whatever else happens sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that's really important to us, we have acknowledged that there is a mental health crisis in our nation and our young people are not thrilled about life and they're not that motivated or inspired. And so we really focus a lot in every area of bringing in the mental health capacity community because community has been found as the number one way to combat mental health challenges. And then also just bringing in experts who help them connect like the, who am I at the core and how do I interact with the world and others? And so that's a really big one for us is the mental health. And we're not the mental health experts. So we have people prepared to come in and deliver that as well. And AI, we're really big on innovation and how do you, you know, we recognize that college is calling AI cheating. And we actually say then cheat (laughs) because not if you're in college, because that's their rules and their campus. But on our campus, it's like, how can we use the tools in front of us to make this easier, better, faster, more fun? more effective, more impactful. So using the tools and what is available in the world and being able to go out and learn those new things. And in fact, we hope that we learn from our students, especially when it comes to this technology piece, because they're in it. And man, what they could create with that alone could be their answer to their sellable transferable skill. So really bringing in the gamut of a well-rounded individual who's able to adapt and pivot and grow with whatever goes on in life rather than just, okay, I'm going down this one path. I'm going to be a doctor, but I'm not going to know money. And when I open my own practice, I'm actually going to never be happy again because I don't even know anything about money or doing a practice. So cool. You said there's no sort of like end goal and point, but like, what do you feel like would be the typical journey? Is there one? It's designed at this moment as a one-year curriculum, this Life Launch Core. And the bulk of the front end is what we've been talking about. And then what students will each custom design with mentorship from our campus is their, you know, they're like out in the world, like what they're going to do and take, you know, their like their game plan. And so that's then the last, is it 12 weeks, Crystal, that they're working that out into the world again with us being as home base. And so that's going to be sort of the taking it forward piece. And for many students, then at the end of that phase, they're going to have a lot of momentum. They're going to really be ready to kind of rock and roll. And then, you know, we all have our own timelines. And so for others, that might take a little bit longer. And so at that point, when we've concluded that year, if it looks like there's some more support that's required or needed, we're certainly open to seeing what might be the right fit for us to provide that. But like I say, at this point, it really is designed as a one-year curriculum. And then that community piece that Dr. Crystal was talking about, I just know from my own life experience, actually, Crystal and I met inside of a community type of container many years ago and have stayed close friends and colleagues ever since. And so having that community built into, you know, the College Reimagine campus, if you will, I imagine even folks who are students who are established and moving things forward, they still may really want to stay plugged in to this, you know, their peers because they're not finding this everywhere that they're going. I'm seeing that with my kids. It's just like, why are people like 
not getting things. So I think that'll be something that they'll want to perhaps stay plugged into on our campus in some way. But those are not Absolutely. officially offerings yet. They're like twinkles in our eyes as our, you know, we're enrolling for our first class now. So as they're coming closer to that, we'll pull that stuff together. Awesome. And when does your first class start? So the first class is scheduled to start December 1st. And that's an enrollment month. So we actually have that first month that we're getting students familiar on our campus. So we can accept enrollment up until January to begin that first class for those students who maybe find us a little late. But we are trying to get most of the students started by December 1st. We have a really cool pre-month that we're beginning to help them get on campus. We have some work-study options. So those first early students get to choose from the work-study list. And so I would say December 1st for the average student. And then we are accepting enrollment through January for that first class. Amazing. So exciting. So how do people come find out more? What's the next step? That's a great question, Mia. Thank you. So collegereimagined.com is our website and we have lots of information on the site for you. And you can go to about us, learn all about me in summer and our program. You can learn about the curriculum itself on Life Launch Core in the tab. But if you would like to get a free gift, so we're encouraging anyone who's listening to come attend our open house, learn more specifics about the curriculum and ask the questions. This is live interaction. So you can come and ask questions and we give away a gift, Mia. So we would like to encourage anyone who is maybe thinking about going to the open house, go to collegereimagine.com, register for the open house, and then email us. And if you send us that email, support at lifelaunchcore.com we'll send you that free gift in advance. We always give out that free gift on the open house, but for your people and anyone who's listening to this podcast, awesome. we'll give it to you in advance and then you'll be able to refer to it even on the open house. And then do you find that it's like for a parent who's like, oh my God, I would love this for my kid. And, but my kid is like thinking they're supposed to do what everyone else is doing. I feel like that's probably more the scenario on this podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of kids who are wanting something different and their parents aren't, but I'm not sure they would be listening to this podcast. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's probably both, but like to the open house, do you find that it's parents coming, parents are convincing their kids to come? Like what's the most successful situation if someone's like, oh my gosh, I really want that for my kid. How do I sell it to them? It's been a really a big mix. We've had some of our open houses have been specifically speaking to parents because we have all parents on the call. We had a couple where it was almost all students and then one where a student brought his parents. So we had two parents and a student on the call, which was really cool. So it's really a, a mix of everyone. And we adapt the call based on who's present with us and speak to both. I would say we have a couple of videos in both directions, actually. Oh, hey, parents, you like this and you want your students to love it too. So we have a video for that. And then we have another one in reverse that is, hey, you're a student and you want to convince your parents. And, you know, we use the word convince and then dispel that there's never any convincing. We just showcase the benefits and then they can make that decision for themselves. But we do encourage both parents and students to come together to the open house because maybe there are questions that each of you have. And we can certainly speak to both of those. I love it. And so far in who's enrolling, do you feel like it's high people graduating high school or sometimes I would imagine there's a huge like I hate sophomore year of college group around. Yes. A huge dropout group and also those who either didn't attend college or what we call the COVID college crash. So many students started college and then COVID happened and they quit or they didn't quite get 
going after that, or they did it online and didn't quite get what they were looking for. So many of our students right now who seem interested are in that, like, oh, I kind of already missed my college window, or I'm in that decision. I'm either going to go back now or not because I'm 20, I'm 21. Yeah. So 18 to 25 is sort of our sweet spot. And we also have people just below and just above it. So case by case basis, we're open to that. So good. Well, thank you ladies for being here. Did I miss anything that you want to share with our audience before we go? I feel like we covered a lot. We did. I'm so grateful. <laughs> thank you You're so much, Mia. Gracious host, Mia. Thank you. Oh my gosh, so fun and so near and dear to my heart right now for many reasons. So thank you guys for being here. Thanks, Mia. Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is how change happens. The thing is, is often we feel like our actions have to be so huge to match the bigness of our desires. But I have seen over and over and over again that the little things truly add up. And by stacking a series of what we call doable changes, you can 100% create the big change that you crave. In fact, It's kind of necessary to have doable change instead of huge change. It's just not sustainable to keep it huge for a really long amount of time. All right. So what I would love you to do today is choose one doable change. I'm going to share three with you that you can take and really make a part of your life this week and next week. And when you're ready, you can stack on the next thing. All right. So here are three doable changes from my conversation with Summer and Crystal, if this is what is, even if this isn't something you're working with and you've gotten this far, there's a lot of good changes in here. So number one, journal on launching, i.e. launching your people into the world. There's a difference between launching your kid and getting your kid into college, right? Did you hear that in our conversation? So do some journaling around your expectations for your child after high school. What do you want for them? Why? Dig into all your assumptions. And by doing this, you'll be able to support them in ways that will be so, so, so supportive to them. Explore your human design. This is a fun one, no matter what is going on in your life. Human design can be so interesting. It's such a great tool to understand yourself and those you love. So I 100% recommend doing it for yourself so you can really understand the nuances and how it's helped informing your own life. And then do it for your spouse, for your kids, so you can start to understand like how you're wired different. So as you're doing the first doable change, if you start there and journaling on all the ways that you're going to launch, you can really respond to the differences between you and the humans in your house. It also is so clear on how if you have more than one kid, each one is so different, right? So it's not about our projections of what we want. It's really about understanding them. So human design is such a great assessment. I hugely recommend. All right, number three, look at alternatives. If you have kids heading into college, look at alternatives. Just see what's out there including colleges and trade schools, certificate programs. 
You can look at the Life Launch Program. You can look at gap years. Really look at what's there so you can start to be attuned to what feels like such a great match for your kiddo. All right, I will see you real soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.